Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hello. Well, Desi, we often talk about news that happened over the week, current events, weird stories on our mini episodes. But this week, I decided to talk about some non-current events. And these are events that happened in Los Angeles in 1931, which was the year that Winnie Ruth Judd, our main subject of our main episode this week, was arrested. Oh, cool. So these are some headlines and some weird stories from 1931 around Los Angeles. Obviously, this one got my interest. Okay. Richest cats, nine lives, all end. (gasps) Old Mitzi, heiress to... (laughs) $15,000, victim of heart disease. Now, fortunately, Mitzi did live a long life. She was 18 years old. They did print a picture of her in the paper. Okay. I was very happy. She's gorgeous. She's a queen. Ooh, she is pretty. She's a long-haired cat with striking blue or green eyes. I can't tell because it's a black and white photo. (laughs) Here is... They could be pink. They we could don't be know. pink guys. I have no idea. It says, this is from the Los Angeles Times. This is, it's from 1931. I don't know the exact date. I clipped it out. It says, Mitzi, world's wealthiest cat is dead. Unlimited portions of liver served on a special dish. The run of a great mansion in the foothills of San Gabriel. A special caretaker to look after her. And then she died of heart disease at the advanced age of 19 years. Oh, so 19. Damn. That's a good run. Right, especially back in the day. What, because people just fed their cats anything? I'm just imagining like there's more veterinarian care nowadays, like our specialties to help animals live longer. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's so. She had the income from a $15,000 trust fund to furnish her food and provide proper care. All that was arranged for in the will of her mistress, Dr. Maud Kane of San Gabriel, who died October 18, 1930, and provided for Mitzi as long as the cat survived. So Mitzi died like less than a year after her owner. Oh, I, I think, mean, the owner must have known she couldn't last that much longer. Right. Probably. Well, you know, sometimes like people, uh, couples, yeah, the person, one person will die and the next right. person will die like soon Within after. Months, yeah. That's like, you know, Mitzi. I think that's really uh, cool. I, li- <laughs> I, I love stories where animals get an inheritance. I, don't know <laughs> I mean, there are some absurd ones where they get like millions or whatever, but this seems like a reasonable, like here's enough to take care of her. Yes. Like there's just something very funny and I would probably love like a movie. <laughs> That animal, like you never see like a cat focused kids movie or rarely. They're always like dogs, right? Which is why I love the movie Rhubarb. Yes. So I I want more cat centric where they get an inheritance. I agree. Well, yeah. In the movie Rhubarb from the 50s or maybe it's the 40s, this cat named Rhubarb inherits a baseball team. Yeah. I love it. And it's a great movie. It's the perfect premise. It is. It's the perfect premise for a movie. I mean, what? It's like my two favorite things: <laughs> cat and a baseball team. What could be better? How has I? I can't believe they haven't remade that. Seriously, that would be a great remake because no one has seen the original, right? And I could picture it being updated easily. Like, oh yeah. So I don't know, Hollywood. If you're listening, get on it. <laughs> Maybe we should just write the treatment. Also, cats are great actors. <laughs> they are. This cat in the movie Rhubarb was nominated for like the cat equivalent of the Academy Awards. Well, I looked up 
That cat was the one from Breakfast at Tiffany's. That cat was famous. It was a famous cat. We yeah. should do an, a mini episode on that cat's career. Yeah, we should. Because it is really funny. I read the whole Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. Also, that cat had a bad attitude. Yeah. Like, it was difficult to work with. But... <laughs> It said it said that the cat was difficult to work with, but had an excellent work ethic. That cat is like the Faye Dunaway of cats. <laughs> <laughs> that cat is an icon. I love that cat. Same. So Mitzi, very cute cat, wealthy cat. That's a cute cat name too. Mitzi? Yeah, I love yeah, it. It's definitely cute. Okay. Also from 1931, this is out of Pomona. This is... An, uh, an article about a doctor who is very upset about, quote, unchastity of women's wear. Ooh. He doesn't like that the women's fashions in 1931 were too sexy. Get out of our business, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like the most uptight ones who think about it the most. Oh, totally. <laughs> this guy says, quote, the modern unchastity of women's clothes, the crude, lewd, Wholly indefensible appeal to man's lower instincts has caused the present degenerate age, according to Dr. Florence Keller, noted surgeon, in a lecture yesterday at the Seventh-day Adventist camp meeting Uh. held at the Los Angeles County Fairgrounds for a 10-day period. He says, we are living in a degenerate age in a time of blind following of fashion. Instead of halting this mad craze, a high school near my house has given its students permission to attend school dressed in beach pajamas. And what is the result? My saddest duty is to tell a fond mother the truth about her daughter. (laughs) What does he know? What is beach pajamas? Those sound comfy. (laughs) That doesn't sound like hoary at all. I picture those like remember those swimsuits that are like full body like yeah. loose fabric like swimsuits like I want beach pajamas they, they sound, sound cute yeah I want them they sound very like lightweight and but, comfy yeah. loose fabric flowy I mean this is the 1930s how slutty could it be that's what I'm thinking he like saw an ankle right and like came in his pants <laughs> like is freaking out <laughs> uh, so yeah this guy's big mad. Yeah. About what he thinks are slutty women's clothing. I just thought it was like crazy. I made the news. Yeah. Here's a weird headline from the Los Angeles Times. Robber slugs victim and restores memory. (laughs) Another great premise for a movie. (laughs) Now, this really is. It's uh, This is actually out of... Illinois, but it was printed in the LA Times, and it's such a weird story, I had to include it. It said, a blow on the head from a robber he had befriended brought back Lewis Bronson Sherrill's memory and reunited him with his family after nearly 20 years. <gasps> he had amnesia? For, for 20, 20 years. years. Oh my God. And forgot he had a family and just like walked off. Wow. I think that's a cover. I mean, I don't buy it, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, this is the perfect opportunity to get back with my family and look innocent. (laughs) I've had my fun. It says, Cheryl, the son of Mr. and Mrs. Charles Cheryl of Minooks near here, left home in the fall of 1912 to farm in Montana. He has had been missing since. For nearly 20 years, he had lived in California under the name John Clark after amnesia obliterated his memory of home. Eight years ago, he had married. About five weeks ago, he offered a ride to a vagrant who struck him on the head and robbed him. He credits the shock and subsequent aimless wandering and threat of death from starvation with the recovery of his memory. Wow. This guy had a whole other family. That's crazy. I... Amnesia is one of those things that it's like, obviously I know it exists, but because I've just been so <laughs> trained from movies and television to always think it's fake. Do you know what I mean? Like, like soap operas? It's always like, yeah, like soap operas. It's always sort of this plot device for someone to get out of trouble or something. Right, right. Um, but obviously it's real. I mean, I don't know enough how it works. I think it works differently with everybody. It's definitely something people have used as an excuse in real life too. They have? That they had amnesia and couldn't remember something. <laughs> Don't feel, you think? No, I feel like that's only on soap operas. Is it only on soap yes. operas? <laughs> when was the last time you met someone who was like, sorry, I had amnesia? I mean, they could say like, oh, I was blackout. I blacked out. Like that kind of stuff, right? 
Yeah. And they don't remember like the murder they did. Oh, right. Like I woke up and I don't know what happened. Or like, maybe that's like short term amnesia or something. I think there's like different levels of it. Yeah. It would be scary. No, I mean, and there's also like blackout drunk too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot. There's a lot of different kinds. Okay. This is from the Los Angeles Evening Express. It says, Glendale Ace of Spades burglar again leaves his sinister mark. Ooh. There was a burglar going around Glendale known as the Ace of Spades burglar. And what was his mark? This is long <laughs> before, what is it, Motorhead? <laughs> Came out with the song Ace of Spades, as, as this is from 1931. It says, investigators blame high school youths for series of robberies signed by playing card. With more than with two more depredations charged up to Glendale's Ace of Spades burglar over the weekend, police of that city today were working on the new theory that these robberies and their characteristic vandalism may have been committed by high school youths with a twisted sense of humor. For weeks, the community has been aroused by the nocturnal marauder who at each home pillaged has left behind the same sinister clue, an Ace of Spades playing card impaled by a butcher knife on the door. Oh, it's like, what's so... Oh, okay. It's like, what's so sinister? Oh. (laughs) I mean, that is like, kind of like... I mean, it's creepy. If If I came home and saw that, I'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be creepy. The latest victims were J.M. Fletcher of 613 Corwin Avenue and F.M. Flint of 1923 Eden Avenue. New theory forms. At the former's home, a revolver and a dime bank containing $10 were stolen. Only a pocket knife was missed at the Flint establishment, but a considerable amount of damage was done to the interiors of both houses. In justification of the schoolboy theory, officers pointed out that every one of the dozen robberies reported had occurred on Friday or Saturday nights with school closed down for the weekend. They're like, this is not someone who's an adult. You can't fool us. (laughs) (laughs) It was also considered significant that the only articles of value uh, to only articles of value to adolescent youth customarily were taken. So... I don't know if they caught the Ace of Spades burglar. I imagine them catching them by going to someone's house and finding like 50 decks of cards all missing the Ace of Spades. (laughs) Because obviously you have to buy a lot of card packs just to get that card, right? And also a new knife. Oh, yeah. Unless they could find one at the house, maybe. Oh, right. But still. Yeah. You don't know they're going to have knives. (laughs) I mean, that must be annoying. They probably took the card packs from their parents' house and their parents went to play like Seriously. some card game and they're like, where the fuck is the ace? And that's like everyone's favorite ace, the right. spades. <laughs> <laughs> You're always like, ooh. Ace of spades. Nice. I can, I can shoot the moon. Do you play hearts? <laughs> I don't play hearts. Okay. Do you? Uh, I do. How old are you? Where are you from? <laughs> I play like hearts. Ancient, I right? just learned. Really? Like in the past few years, I like never had played hearts. I don't before. know anyone who plays hearts. I think like if you were with like go somewhere with people who play hearts, like, they want to teach you. Yeah, like if their family played it growing up. I never played hearts growing up until very recently. It's a really fun game. Okay, and it's really um, easy to pick up and hard to master. Like one of those games, right? It's fun. I, I feel like it's one of those things where I didn't play cards growing up that much. Um, so when I learned a card game, I, there was like a few I played over the summer that were really fun. Yeah. Um, or like in past summers, not last summer. But uh, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. I like the ones... It is stressful because there's this one thing where you can try to get all the spades, but if you don't get all of them, you'll lose by a lot. <laughs> but if you get them all, you'll win by a lot. Right. So it's like a really risky move. It's called shoot the moon. Oh. Um, so you try to get all the spades, but the spades are also the bad cards to get <laughs> that will get you points. You I, mean, I can't explain me. it. It's really fun though. It made me think like there's probably so many fun card games. I don't even know. Uh, and there's, it's so easy to like learn them and, and to just get a deck of cards and play them. I right. don't know. It made me feel like, oh, I should learn more card games. But yeah. I mean, what the hell? I don't play cards that much. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun, though. I, I mean, it sounds like it. Okay. Now, our next 
story is not a story at all, but an advertisement from the Los Angeles Evening Express, May 14th, 1931. And I'm reading this advertisement because A, it's very on brand for us, and B, one thing I've noticed in my years of combing through old newspapers for research for this show is that I feel like between sometime like like the first half of the 20th century and before people were obsessed with their bowels. Oh yeah. Like the amount of advertisements I've seen in these old newspapers for laxatives or enemas is staggering. Yeah. And like relieving your bowels ha- seems to be some sort of a cure all. I feel like that is still true today. In a way. What? <laughs> Wait, well, it's not part of advertising, but a lot of like alternative health treatments are about like getting your bowels cleared or like having healthy, shit. like having healthy shits. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you confusing like gut health with shitting? No, like even the people who get those like little stools to put their feet on so oh, their body, body to get their body in the correct position to shit. <laughs> Because it's like, this is how you used to do it in a bush. <laughs> so this helps you like emulate that bush shit and piss position. I know. I know what the. I I've know. seen the. I've seen I, the diagram. I have too. And it's like, this is what your bowel looks. This is what your bowels look like when you sit down traditionally on a toilet. And it's bad. And it's like this bowel tract. Yeah. That and then looks, they do it and it's all like sparkly. Yeah. It's and, like, oh, like ready to go. Get that shit out. <laughs> but it's kind of like the, also the colonics too. Where yeah. You're like, look at all those shreds coming out. <laughs> Those have been up there for 50 years. One of our listeners emailed us this week. Oh, I saw that. I didn't read it. I read it. And our listener had like gets them or had or has gotten them before colonics. Uh Because I think on an old episode, we talked about colonics. Like we want to get one. Oh, right. And you asked (laughs) or you said, does it do you see like an entire turd come out if you Always, always asking the important <laughs> questions. And our listeners said, no, you don't, but you do. It is satisfying to see all the stuff come out. I feel like I, I can imagine it would be satisfying. Yeah. To see, you'd, I'd be disappointed if, it if, wasn't there wasn't like, if there wasn't like a chainsaw coming out. <laughs> like, if I didn't see something dramatic, I'd right. be sad. I'd be like, no, I want like a huge hairball to come out or something. Like, yeah, I want something that... They would tell me after this has been lodged in your system since 1994. Yeah, I think that would be like, I'd be disappointed. It's kind of like if I did the foot peel I do, baby feet, and I didn't shed all the skin on my feet, I'd be disappointed. I like all the skin falling off. Right. Or like when you do those pore strips. Yes. You want to see some gnarly shit. Yeah. Otherwise, you're like, what's the point of this? Okay, so go to the ad. Okay, the ad features a picture of the doctor of his stuff that he's hawking and he looks very creepy in the picture and it says a harmless prescription but how it moves the bowels ooh don't you want this way of making your bowels behave a doctor's way to make the bowels move so well so that you'll feel better all over Dr. Caldwell's syrup pepsin doesn't turn everything to water, but cleans out all that hard waste clogging your system. It cleans you out without any shock, for it's only fresh laxative herbs a famous doctor found so good for the bowels combined with pure pepsin and other harmless ingredients. A doctor should know what's the best for your bowels. Let Dr. Caldwell's syrup pepsin show you how soon you can train the bowels to move freely every day the way they should. It's wonderful the way this prescription works, but it's perfectly harmless. So you can use it whenever a coated tongue or sick headache gives warning that you are bilious. Fine for children, too. It tastes so nice. And they ought to have a spoonful the minute they seem fretful, (laughs) feverish, or sluggish, or become stuffed up with a cold. I'm sorry. Does that mean if your kid's acting like an asshole, like, here, you need to take shit. Get that shit out of you. It's toxic. (laughs) I'm saying these people thought shitting was a cure-all. 
I feel I think that they thought you got really cranky if you had a shit stuck in you. <laughs> Just not unreasonable. I mean, I think most of us would be cranky if they're constipated. If we were truly constipated. Right, right. You can get original prescriptions from Dr. Caldwell wrote so many years ago. Your druggist keeps it ready in big bottles. Just ask for Dr. <laughs> Caldwell syrup pepsin and use it anytime anyone in the family is constipated. Here's a picture of the doctor. He looks like he's like writing a prescription for you. He looks like Sigmund Freud. <laughs> I think every doctor at that period did. <laughs> totally. I uh, like how many times that that ad said bowels. Yeah. It, it was like 50 times. It, I think. <laughs> it was pretty excessive. Uh, I mean, like, I'm telling you, like, this is not the only doctor or company that's hawking laxatives i see in pretty much every article i'm reading for the show in somewhere like in the corner of the page there's an ad for some kind of laxative yeah that's weird like it's everywhere this this uh ad says way to get at cold is through the bowels I mean, they definitely would latch on to one issue and act like it was the root cause of every illness, I think, during this period. Yeah. I mean, people still do that today with pseudoscience. Yes. Or what's that And I do feel like there is an aspect that is true, like to have a healthy digestive system working is definitely good. And if you have something wrong, it is can be painful. Right. Like if you don't drink enough water, but it's like, have a cup of coffee. (laughs) Have a cup of coffee and a smoothie. That works wonders. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I feel like all the cereal back then was like just pure fiber shreds. Oh, yeah. They didn't even have good cereal back then. It was all fiber. <laughs> it was all like we were talking about the cereals that literally look like little straws of wheat. Like, yeah, bales of hay. Yeah, bales of hay are those little turds, the fiber one. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are they, what is making these people so constipated? I have no idea. Probably all the like. Well, maybe they didn't have as much access as we have to fruits and vegetables, like yeah. fresh fruits and vegetables. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, uh, that is about bowels. Uh, our next article. It's not an article, but it's about. It's like a advice column for men. And it says man's. Oh, this is from the Los Angeles Evening Express. It says man's menu for dinner tasty one so this is like a suggestion for men on okay. how to how to cook their own damn meal nice and this menu sounds delicious Ooh, i'm excited it says a man doesn't make a whole lot of fuss when he's cooking he knows what he is doing and goes about it in a business-like way working quickly and efficiently <laughs> <laughs> the kitchen may be a sight when he gets through but if he has any talent at all for cooking you can depend upon the results being good says Kate Brewer-Vaughn, director of the Home Economics Department at the Evening Express, in giving a demonstration of a man's dinner menu prepared in his own way. It would be necessary to present fully to appreciate the details, but we are giving herewith the menu and two of the recipes. Here's the menu, and it sounds delicious. Mm. Crab cocktail. Nice. Broiled steak garnished with sheared tomatoes. Okay, I don't know about that. French fried potatoes, buttered mm. asparagus, head lettuce, Roquefort cheese, or Thousand Island dressing, and blackberry roll with hard sauce. Oh. So that's some kind of like liqueur, whiskey, yeah. whiskey sauce, some kind of blackberry cake, and then coffee. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds like a hearty meal. It does sound good. I want the potatoes. Like, I've literally been thinking of potatoes all week. Mm. I want them so bad. I bet, does he? Uh, that's nice. I like how the whole, I like how they're like, the kitchen will look like shit because <laughs> he won't fucking clean during it. Seriously. I was like, that's the whole point. Like, don't make me dinner and have a disaster kitchen. <laughs> right. Or don't make yourself dinner. It says dinner for one. Oh, he's, why would you make that many dishes for yourself? <laughs> like, even I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, it's a lot of work. I'd order that maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Like order sides or something. Right. But yeah. To make all of those dishes. No, come on. No. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. Desi, did you watch anything, read anything, listen to anything great this week? I... I'm still watching Sons of Anarchy, and I'm on the final few episodes of the series. So that's where I'm at with that. I think I talked about it last week. I still like it. It does, as Rachel said, it gets more and more insane. I have had to take breaks. Like, that's how much is going on. Yeah. That I was like, I need, like, a day off. Right. Because it's so stressful. (laughs) Well, because it's, like, never-ending. Every episode, there's, like five things happening that are insane. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I'm not, that's like not a bad thing just for uh, my mental health. (laughs) I need to take a a day off sometimes. So that's why I haven't finished it. So I think I have five episodes left. So I'll finish them this week for sure. Uh, I didn't watch anything other than that really. Although I saw a few things I was interested in possibly, um, but I didn't. Did you watch anything new? I started watching the Richard Ramirez docuseries oh i've heard mixed things it's creepy it's just he he just scares me so much that he is the one of the scariest serial killers in my opinion i agree because he had zero remorse well like it's it's not only that but he had no modus operandi he just did he did so many different things right like he and they talk about it in the docuseries, at least in the first episode I watched, that this wasn't like a typical serial killer that like he always strangled his victims. He always did this. Like he did different shit to every victim. Right. And not only was he 
like just like murdering people, but he was also kidnapping and molesting kids too. Yes. Like it's like he didn't have like a specific victim. He didn't have a specific method. He might be like one of the first serial killers I was like I knew who they were as a kid cuz I guess his case is like what the 80s. Yeah. And being like I think maybe I saw images from his trial or something cuz I have a distinct memory of him being like and this is so like it doesn't it's not something that scares me now but as a ch- a child it did where I was like he's a devil worshiper. <laughs> cuz he would do like satanic shit and like obviously the 80s was really big with all the saint satanic stuff like the satanic panic right so i remember seeing him and just being like extra scared of him because he was so blatantly like i don't care i love satan right and obviously he's playing that up in a way too because he really was like he got off on being scary oh totally so not that i don't think other serial killers are that way as well but some of them tried to look like ted bundy tried to look more clean cut and normal you know what i mean like Richard Ramirez's whole thing was like shock value to like the maximum level. Absolutely. Like everything he did was like, I want to be, I don't know. He the, just the case in general. Like there's so many aspects about it that scare me. I know he had like the crazy uncle too, who like taught him to be evil. Yeah. Like I just know personally, like friends who like grew up in Los Angeles or were little kids during the eighties and said, like, oh, that was a thing, like, your mom told you, to like, you need to keep the windows locked at right. night. And, like, you need, like, people were afraid of the Night Stalker. Well, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. I can't remember if I've ever told it on the story, but last year when I was in front of Sprouts, when these Girl Scouts were selling Girl Scout cookies and a woman was talking to them, she's like, I used to be a Girl Scout when I was little. And she's like, one year we went camping. <laughs> I was just, like, eavesdropping on the conversation. And she was like, and we 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 had police protection, and then my ears like really perked because <laughs> I was like, "Where is she going with this?" And she said that they were. It was when the Night Stalker was on the loose. Oh my <laughs> so god! So she is telling this to girls. Girls like these girls were like eight, nine, ten, uh. like young girls, <laughs> and their faces were all like wide-eyed and like what the hell is this crazy bitch talking about but i was like can i ask questions <laughs> like I, I have questions here and she just kept going on and it's like it was like you know how you're hearing someone speak and then at some point you're like they're a little off and like you don't get it till they say a certain thing right it was like one of those situations yes, of course and so she just kept going on and on and he's someone who was a serial killer <laughs> Oh my! It was God. so hilarious, but yeah. So she was like one of those kids in right. the eighties, and like they went camping in like Griffith Park or something while the Night Stalker was on the loose. Like it was an insane story, uh, but yeah. I have questions too. I know. I was like, should I like get her on the pot? Yeah, like, <laughs> but she was just info. like a little scary. So I was like, eh, I don't know if she'd be a good guest, maybe. Right. But yeah, it was. It was also watching the kids who was like, do they even know what a serial killer is? Like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't think I lived in California when he, I can't remember, but yeah, he, he's a scary guy. Yeah. And also he like was the first one I remember knowing had like fangirls, oh, like people right. in love with him. Right. So that made him extra creepy to me for some reason. Uh, that's the iconic woman. And did you get to that woman who no. called them all dumb bitches? No, I, um, I, I've only watched the first episode. I okay. mean, I, I know about his case. Yeah. I mean, his case and how he got caught is also incredible. Yeah. Uh, so the whole story, it's a good, I have heard mixed things about it, the documentary. So I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to see what you think. Did I just they, haven't got to it. Did they ever make a wide release, like big movie about him? Like a oh. biopic? I don't think there is a major motion picture, but perhaps there is like a TV movie. Right. But I, I just mean, can't recall if I've, it sounds vaguely familiar. I feel like there has to have been TV movies about him, but I mean like a. There's definitely not because I look for movies that were based on crimes all the time and I've, I don't think I've ever seen a Night yeah. Stalker one. Uh, but there's definitely a TV movie. I think I just can't put my finger on who was in it. Because it's a very cinematic case. Oh, I mean, I, in my head right now, I have like 
imagery of like the following the cops on the case. So I bet you there is a TV movie. Yeah, because the ending alone, like how he got caught, is just it's so insane. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. agree. I agree. I mean, it's definitely one of those cases I've seen a million things on. So it's like hard to remember what was a movie and what was like a forensic files because I've yeah. literally watched probably like 50 things on him. Right, same. Like that's that's a case that I'll always sit down and watch something about. Oh yeah. Or listen to. Because it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's really scary. So I only watched one episode of that. And then um, I kind of get in these kicks where like I'll watch like a one specific horror subgenre for like a week straight and that's all I watch. Okay. So for some we- reason this week I was really into like uh outer space horror movies okay or like alien horror yeah. movies and obviously like i think the two most famous ones are alien and the thing maybe the two like best ones yeah. are alien, alien the thing and the thing is so good um but i watched some lesser known space horror movies i watched one with ben foster called pandorum oh Ben Foster, who's one of my favorite actors, who I embarrassed myself in front of two oh, years yeah. ago. I like him. So every time I watch him now, I just think about how embarrassed I was. Yeah. Um, but he's great. Yeah. And he's great in this. He's great in everything. Um, I watched that. I watched some real clunkers, some real bad ones, too. Yeah. you know, I was looking for the more lesser known ones. And they're lesser known for a reason sometimes. Sometimes they are. <laughs> but I thought Pandorum was like a one that did not do well when it came out. I think it was 2009 it came out, but actually pretty good. Well, that's a more modern one, at least. Yeah. Like sometimes the older ones that haven't even gotten like a cult following, <laughs> you know, like an 80s space horror movie can probably be very bad. No, but there's also really bad ones that came out in like 2015 where you can Oh, really? Re- yeah, or of course, like there's tons of horror movies that never had a wide release that came out that I'll watch. Or where do you watch them? I wherever there are streaming. You'll rent them? Sometimes if I really want to see it, I'll rent it. Right. But if it's streaming somewhere or I'll just look on a platform I have a subscription to or Shutter or whatever. Right. So you'll just scroll through horror. Yeah. Do you know these movies when you're looking for them or you just look through the category? Sometimes I know them, yeah. sometimes I don't. Um, but I, or sometimes I'll go to Reddit like, and look at certain subgenres. Oh, okay. Like what's a lesser known, underrated space horror movie? Right, right. And people will give recommendations. And this one was a, this one was a good one. Um, and then the other, and then <laughs> this is another weird subgenre of movie that's not necessarily like a horror subgenre, but the other like weird movie genre that I've always liked is mountain climbing movies. Okay. And like, look, I do not rock climb. I'm actually scared of heights, but I love movies about rock climbing. I've read a few books about it. I've seen a lot of movies about rock climbing (laughs) and I I watched like three last night. Really? Yes. I would have guessed there were three. No, I watched like three of them last night. I watched Vertical Limit from 2000 with Chris O'Donnell, which I had never seen before. That was like a more big budget. Yes, this was a big budget one. I watched a documentary called Touching the Void, which is a very critically acclaimed. Yes, I've heard of that. It's good. It's it's a crazy story. Um, And then I watched something else. I don't remember what it was. But what's the Touching the Void about? It's about these guys who went to the this mountain range in the Andes. And like the this Andes mountain range to climb this rock face or this peak that had never been climbed before in the eighties okay. and something bad happened. Like this the one of the guys on the expedition is just two dudes. He broke his leg. Okay. And like got left behind. And it's like basically his story and the other dude's story too. Okay. It's crazy. Yeah. It was really well done though. That stresses I'm, me out. I think it won like a bunch of awards. No, I've heard of that movie. I just couldn't remember which story it was. Yeah, because uh, I have read a few mountain climbing or wilderness in the wild kind of books. Yeah, I re- that's like a... I read that famous one, Into Thin Air, I think. Yes. Uh, that one's good. Yeah. I read um, 127 Hours. Oh, so I, you read the book version? I read the book version of it uh, like 10 years ago. It's a really good book. That Those kind of books stress me the fuck out. It's actually called Between a Rock and a Hard Place. That's okay. what the book is called, yeah. but the, obviously the movie is 127 hours. I also hours. like the one Into the Wild. 
Oh, yeah. That's not a mountain climbing one, but it's like a wilderness. I like those wildernessy survival type situations. I do too, especially when they're writ- well written. Like yeah. they pace it correctly. It can be as like exhilarating <laughs> as any kind of like fiction. Like it is so, yeah. Yeah. I, like I, it. I really like those. Um, so I watched that. I don't know. Who knows what I'm going to watch tonight? I want to try to watch more things. I just, I don't know why my brain hasn't been in it, like to look for things. Yeah. I think that's where I like will fall into just watching an old Sopranos episode or something. Like I just, yeah, I have to get motivated more to look for things or scroll through things more. So I haven't watched anything interesting. Did I ever talk about watching The Invisible Man? Oh yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah. That is a remake. The remake I watched probably in the last month or so and obviously it's been, I think it came out right when the pandemic started. Cause I was going to go see it in the theater with someone and then the pandemic happened and I was like, shit, I should have gone to see it like before that started yeah. thinking that it was going to be like a month, you know, no, I rented it when it came out Yeah, for like $20 right, or something. Right, right, right. So it, it came out on HBO max, I think, or probably any HBO uh, platform. Um, but it's so good. And yeah. the night I watched it, it happened to be like a thunderstorm in LA. So which I like never happens. Which never happens. Like literally like thunder and lightning type deal. And it's a really scary movie. It's so well done. All the acting is good. And it's it's like I was on I want to say on the edge of my seat, but I was lying in bed <laughs> 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 under my covers. <laughs> Uh, but it was so scary. I, I was stressed. It's really good. It's, a it's stressful. I, I feel like it's one of the best horror movies, like a mainstream big budget horror movie I've seen in a really long time. It's very well done. And I felt it has, has a lot of surprises, Yeah, which is always hard for me because I kind of, I'm really good at picking up on like things like that, like what's going to happen or the shocks. You know what I mean? Like, do you kind of feel like you do that too? <laughs> yeah. Because um, you've seen enough of them, you kind of can predict it. So it's always good when you watch a scary movie that you can't catch them coming. Right. Uh, like the so, twist. Yeah. Or like a shocking moment. Right. Um, but anyways, it's very good. It stars Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. And I, I like the cool house too. His like crazy His mansion. modern house. I looked that up. It's actually like a mansion in Australia or New Zealand. It's a that, cool That's house. where they filmed it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I recommend it. Yeah, it was a good movie. I liked it. Um, what'd you eat? What did I eat? Okay. I did something actually that I've never done before. And it's like a classic edible move. <laughs> I made a mug cake. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. Did you make your own homemade mug cake? Yes. Not like a mix. Not like a mix. I made a homemade cake that you cook in the... What's the recipe? I'm hungry. You cook in the microwave and it's one cup of cake. (laughs) Dude. But I was like, I was like, this is not going to be good. It's going to taste like shit because it's microwave cake. It was good. And it was like fudgy. So it was like part cake, but part like hot fudge Wait, what's the recipe? It's like, what is that Cook's Illustrated? But like, give me a gist of like what you The recipe in. is like chocolate chips, which I happen to have. Wait, I have some in the fridge. <laughs> so that's like the unusual recipe. It's like, it's all your basic ingredients. Egg, flour, sugar, chocolate chips is like the unusual recipe, like thing you might not have. And I think it might need cocoa powder, but it, I didn't have cocoa powder, so I put extra chocolate chips. And then I happen to have some leftover uh, heavy cream. So I poured that on it when it was... <laughs> Desi. <laughs> it was really good though. Wait, I'm gonna, I was shocked at how good the mug cake was. I have make to say some. it's really good. I'm gonna make it tonight. Um because also I have really big oversized mugs I want to use. Oh. So I'll be like, I'm only eating one cup. Well, it's like such a weird it feels like you're so like I don't know, bitch ass cake or something, but it actually was quite tasty. Yeah. And I was surprised. Like it is one of those things when you're making it, you're like, oh my God, it's working. <laughs> it's cooking the cake. Like, it, cause it rises in the cup. Like, so it is, it is kind of like incredible when you're stoned. I was like, whoa, dude, <laughs> I was all Bill and Ted. Like, but yeah, it was good. I was like scraping the sides down, getting every fucking drop. <laughs> So yeah, now I'm a huge mug mug cake. It's nice to just make a mug of cake. <laughs> you don't have a whole cake you have to eat. You just want a fucking mug of cake. Yeah. Uh, so sounds delicious. Yeah. It's always good to have chocolate chips laying around. 
It will elevate any dessert. I'll open that fridge because I like them cold, so I keep them in the fridge. Oh, yeah. And I'll just grab a handful and eat them. I like chocolate chips uh, as a snack. I do too. Like it is, it gives you like your little sweet tooth. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I dip them into peanut butter. Wait, how? Like you mix them I get like a little bowl of peanut butter. (laughs) You are such a pig whore. You little piglet. That's because I smoke pot, so you're always coming up with creative. <laughs> you're like, what can I do? Because I don't really buy a lot of junk food because I'll eat it all. But I'll, like, I'm, I know, Desi. I used to smoke weed. So I need weed. to get creative sometimes. I'm telling you, the most high thing I ever made when I back way, way back in the day when I used to get high, when I was in high school, uh, I was at someone else's house. <laughs> So I didn't know where all their shit was, but I I was rifling through all their fucking cabinets. I'm very sorry, Diana. I rifled through all the cabinets in your parents' house, and I found a bag of marshmallows and a bag of M&Ms, and I put them on a paper plate because I was too stoned to find the the actual plates. Look, I had had to, they had to be made immediately. Did you microwave them? I microwaved a paper plate full of marshmallows and M&Ms, and... uh, Look, I ate that shit with my hands, standing, like, hunched over the kitchen counter. That's so good. As other people were in the other room watching a movie. And I was just, like, with my friend Christina, (laughs) like, we did it together. The other thing I did, because I had those chocolate chips, was I made popcorn, and I threw the chocolate chips in the popcorn bowl. (laughs) That's a, I mean, but that's a classic movie theater move. Yeah. So it was really good with like the salty popcorn and the chocolate chips got kind of melty and it was so good. I miss movie theaters. I actually was thinking that because I I do like homemade popcorn and I make it really good, but there's something about movie theater popcorn. It's just different. different. It's It's so good. It has a flavor that you will never be able to achieve. And each piece is coated with the butter flavor. Like, yeah, it's so that's good. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like there is some kind of disgusting patina. <laughs> I want that disgusting in patina. that in that popcorn machine at the movie theater that has been there since 1981 or however long right. that theater has existed. Those machines are seasoned. They're seasoned. <laughs> And that's why it tastes so good. It's so good. It's just, yeah, it's, you can't replicate it. No, you can't. No matter how much, oh, I buy this flavoring on Amazon. No, it's not the same. Yeah. I I do miss movie theaters too. I miss the movie theater popcorn with the bag of Reese's Pieces. That's my snacks at the movies. I like, yeah. But if I'm at the Arclight, I also get the (laughs) The sausage. I get the, look, the sausage at the Arclight is good. I like a sausage. On a roll. Dude, they have what, like, and I'm saying I tried it there as a mistake the first time because I, like, went there and I was starving and I looked to see, like, what they had that was a little more substantial than popcorn. Right. And I ordered the sausage roll. I still got a bag of popcorn, too. Right, but that's not a meal. No, that's a snack. <laughs> Large snack. Yeah, uh, so did you eat anything exciting? Well, I'm doing my tour of Hollywood meals as I'm leaving Hollywood uh, very soon at the end of the month. And so tonight I had from my uh, Middle Eastern chicken spot, Al-Wazir chicken. It's like Zanku chicken, but not a chain. Yeah. But it's the same premise. Okay. It's like they have their own famous garlic sauce there. Right. Delicious. I really like the chicken kebab. The chicken's very juicy. It's I've been eating at Al Wazir chicken for like twelve fucking years or something. Yeah. Like that's my go-to. Right. It's an underrated spot. I hope they never go out of business. Sounds that's what like, I had tonight. Sounds good. It was really good. It's very tasty. I like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> wow. News flash. News- <laughs> I like chicken. I like that kind of roasted Middle Eastern chicken, though, with the garlic sauce. With the garlic it's sauce. It's really good. Do you know Trader Joe's sells that garlic sauce now? I do. I've bought it before. It's good. It's it nice is, to be able to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's nice to have like a whole tub of it in your fridge. Right. When you roast a chicken, you just mm. fucking slather that shit on. Mm. Mm. You never That's get good. enough. So good. I am really excited to move, though. I was telling Desi, like, every little thing in my apartment now irritates me. Yeah. Like every little problem, like it's now tenfold. Every problem in this place, because I live in a very problematic place than I have for 10 years, now 
it's just sends me over the edge. Yeah. Every time. Because you know you're almost done. I'm almost done. Yeah, so it's I'm like almost extra out of here. irritating. Yeah. It's fine. It'll be soon. You know what? This place was great for a lot of years until it wasn't. Yeah. And then I finally said, you know what? I deserve a working toilet. We should get this room declared a historic. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we should. Raise the we property have to take value. We a picture of the wall. We should. We'll take a picture of the wall behind me. We'll post it on Instagram yeah. because I'm not going to put this back up. No, because the new place is actually nice. Right, nicer. Well, it's not that this looks bad, but no. Yeah. But I'm saying the it's reason. Like, look, the reason I have all this this shit on the wall behind me is because I don't live in a nice place. Yeah. So you're covering up the wall. I'm covering up the shitty wall. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like I'm not, I'm not even like, I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like, look, this place was, you know, it served its purpose. It's time to leave. And, but we'll take a picture of the wall. We'll post it on our Instagram and say, this is the wall. If you've ever seen our Zoom. Well, for me in particular, I stare at this wall oh, every podcast. Well, I what mean, do you it's stare my, at? it's what's my your, view. What's your favorite picture on the wall? The things I would say I'm most obsessed with well obviously the divine and i also really like the colors and the naomi campbell the plaid with the green it's a cute outfit i like the colors in it yeah like i'm very into that chartreuse green with like a red orange color like that's my color combo i love that color combo desi's referring to a picture i have of right behind me of naomi camel campbell uh, from a magazine from the mid nineties, like a like a editorial that she did. I have a lot of like I have like a stacks and stacks of old fashion magazines. So that's where a lot of these came from. And that pictures. looks like it's from um fuck, I'm forgetting the magazine because it's like a bigger one. It's from W. W. Right. This is w. from W. Yeah, magazine. I can tell by the shape. Yeah, it's extra large. It's extra large. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a. It's just a very cute picture of Naomi Campbell. Then we have Divine. Uh, we got Leonardo DiCaprio up here, uh, also from the mid-90s. We have a picture of the girls from Melrose Place. That's a Rolling Stone. Oh. This is very interesting, yeah. everyone. We'll take a picture. Look, this is a historic wall. This is a historic wall. <laughs> I'm just saying that's my view when we're podcasting. So it's sort of always in my field of vision. And my view is the cat box. Yeah. So I get to see... <laughs> that's your historical. I get to see... <laughs> I can see the cats take a shit. We'll post a picture of the wall and the shit. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I'm very excited to leave. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 